Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the burnout checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Hello, Decode, your burnout fans, and welcome to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Shalmina Abji, and she is an author, speaker, board member, former IBM vice president, and an angel investor. Shalmina's passion is to advance gender and racial equality in leadership roles. She comes from very humble beginnings in Tanzania. Driven by her desire to lift herself and her family out of poverty, she was the first in her family to graduate college. When she started her career, she was an underrepresented woman in the male-dominated field of technology. She was also undereducated as compared to others, underprivileged in her economic status and underproficient in the language and culture. She questioned her capabilities was afraid to speak up in meetings and underestimated her worth. But through her many trials, tribulations, and triumphs, she discovered strategies that helped her become one of the biggest or highest ranking women of color at IBM while raising her two children as a single mother since they were four and two. And there is so much more to show me in the story, um, but I will let her tell you more. Shalmina, welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. So Shalmina, this has been uh, really a dance because we've been, you know, in contact on and off for, I believe, months now. And when I first approached you, you asked me to read your book. You know, I'm a very busy person. And so I was really looking at first for how can I get through this quickly? Um, and then you sent me some like uh, highlights or, or summary. And then uh, but at that point, I'd already started reading the book. And I said, you know what? This book is actually really worth reading. And I say that because I want our listeners to grab a copy of your book. It's called Show Your Worth. And in it, you detail your journey, which is really extraordinary. You've heard a little bit about it from your bio, um, but there's so much in there in terms of what can motivate people who are struggling in their career, in their lives. You've mentioned all of the things, that, all the challenges that you had to overcome. And this is a show about burnout and burnout happens for different reasons for people. And Part of the reason it might be happening is because they're dealing with a lot of inequities in the office, in the world. Uh, they're having to fight that much harder. And along the way, they are absorbing a whole number of beliefs about what is required of them to succeed in the world 
And so I feel like there's no better person to share about that and to debunk some of those myths than you. Yeah, thank you so much. And you know, you bring up a really important point. We are all busy and that busyness is what is burning us out actually. And when we are busy and we don't seek the help so we become more productive instead of just being busy, then we will continue to get burned out. So I'm so glad that in spite of you being as busy as you are, you picked up my book and you found something in it that kept you moving along and you finished the book. I've had so many women come to me and you can check the reviews on Amazon as well, who say that I'm so glad I made time to read your book because now I am so much better about understanding my priorities. I am so much about setting boundaries. I am so much about taking care of myself first so I can bring my best self to work. Because of that, I am no longer burnt out and mm. I am advancing in my career. So this is the catch 22, right? You're burnt out, so you don't have time to read books. But if you don't read the right books, then you will continue to remain burnt out. So I encourage your readers to take the time to invest this time in themselves so they too can move from being burnt out to being productive, to being joyful, to bringing their best selves to work. Because Sharon, what happens is when you are burnt out, you do not bring your best self, your highest energy to all your interactions. And then you sub-optimize your performance. You leave behind impressions that are not the impressions that you want to leave behind because you're depleted of energy. You don't show up. You don't participate in meetings, you're on autopilot. And that's not the impression you want to leave behind because you can do better than that. Yeah, I, I definitely can resonate with that. And I think that is pretty much common across the board. Based on what you've seen, because you, I mean, you have your own story and you, all the obstacle course kind of that you had to navigate through, but you also have experience as a leader. What would you say are the biggest mindset shifts that need to happen or the biggest myths that we need to debunk that lead people to burnout because they're thinking about success. They're thinking about their career. They're thinking about advancement in the wrong ways. You know, the first one is so many of us women, including me, think that working longer hours is going to get us ahead in our career. That is far far, far from the truth. And I share a story in my book of how I moved from working long hours to being intentional and being strategic. When you become intentional and strategic about where you focus your attention, you start advancing. It's not about the number of hours. When you know what your highest priorities are and when you focus your attention on your highest priorities, you advance in your career. And in order to do that, Sharon, we need to learn how to say no to lesser priorities. And sometimes we think that if we say no, people will not like us. Because you know these are the same people we need to work with again and again. We think that if we say no, 
people will think we're not collaborative. And so we hesitate to say no. But the fact of the matter is, we must say no in order to say yes to our higher priorities. If you say yes to everything, you're gonna dilute your attention. You are not going to be able to focus on your higher priorities, which is needed in, for, in order for you to advance in your career. In one of the stories I share in my book, my, my boss actually told me, you're not hired to run a popularity contest. You're hired to deliver business outcomes. And that was an aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. And what he also told me is that you're here to earn respect, not to be liked by people. Because as a leader, there will be people that will not like what you're doing. But at the end of the day, when you're always focused on doing the right thing for yourself, for your team, for your client, for your organization, you will end up earning their respect. And so what I tell women is don't think that by saying no, you are not liked by people. Think that when you say no to something, you're actually saying yes to something that's more important, to something that is better for you and for your stakeholders. This is not a selfish statement. You are doing this because it is better for you and your stakeholders. And while saying no sometimes is uncomfortable, it is difficult, it is a necessary skill in order for you to advance in your career and frankly, in order for you to have a meaningful life because you are now saying yes to what are your personal and professional priorities. There's so much in that uh, that really resonates. And what I love is we, we've talked about all of these concepts kind of piecemeal. Mm. So none of this is really new, but mm. I love how you've kind of strung them together because there's a lot of psychology in this. And I, and I want to come back to something you said about the you're here to earn respect not be liked by people because a lot of a lot of folks become burned out because they're what what do we call on the show feelers they're your people pleasers they're the people who are trying to be liked by everyone so they're taking a lot of stuff onto their plate and what we also know about boundaries you said you know it's sometimes uncomfortable to set them but i know when I'm on the receiving end of somebody's boundaries, that it makes me respect them more. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. You, you know, you are a doctor and you've studied psychology and all this. I am just giving you my lived experience. So thank you for saying that. And I want you to think about this. I want everyone listening to this podcast to just stop and think about this. When you interact with someone who is low on energy because they are not taking care of themselves or they have not set boundaries, do they earn your respect? Do you start liking them? Think about it. Then why do you feel that people are going to like you when you deplete yourself of your energy saying yes to everything? Exactly. And in the same similar vein, you know, when somebody says no to you or says like, I would love to help, but I 
you know, I'm full right now, or I can't do that, but I can do this or some, some version of a boundary. Think about how you feel about that person. Because I, I feel like we have this idea in our heads that when we set the boundary, people are going to dislike us. But I like to flip it around and ask you to think about how you feel when other people are setting the boundary, because your perception of other people and what they think of you is likely not in accordance with how you actually perceive other people with boundaries, right? We don't necessarily see those people as jerks or selfish. We see them as mm, like, I wow, yeah. wow, that person is serious. Like they know that they yeah, have a limited amount the of time. The person knows what's important. They know what's what. Yes. yes. And I love what you said. Yes. How and you they start know what's with important. Yes. You said start with intentionality and strategy and where that leads you is to a more meaningful life. So that that's, that's yeah. a great. And you know, great- Sharon, I, I also want to say something, though, that the way you say no is very, very important. And it all starts with understanding that saying no is not a bad thing. In your head, you need to create that mind shift, that saying no is actually a good thing because you're saying yes to higher priorities. In my book, I teach women, I take them step by step on how to say no kind and firm be kind to the person you're saying no to be firm on your decision because you're never saying no to the person you're saying no to a task and so in there is a way to do it such that not only will the person respect you and recognize that you know what's important and you know what to say yes to and what to say no to but you will also deepen your relationship with that person and in some case, in some case, you will give permission to that person to also say no when they are approached with something that is not a priority. Because you're serving as a role model yes. for, for them. You know, something that I, I like to talk about is the fact that we hear this all the time. You know, you should just set boundaries. You should, you know, prioritize and then say no more. But nobody actually teaches us what the hell a boundary looks like how to actually communicate that and what to do to follow through on the boundary. And so I love that you actually share that in your book as a step-by-step process that people can read and they'd be like, oh, that's what that looks like, right? And so really myth number two that you're debunking for us is that saying no is not a bad thing. It's more about how you say no and the mindset around that is that it's not really the person that you're saying no to, which is why we feel guilty and why we don't want to do it, but it's the task. And it comes back to the idea of we have to be strategic because if we said yes to everything, we're not going to get the most important things done and we're not going to move the needle, which is going to require us to work longer hours. And then eventually we burn out. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. Okay. So what is myth number three? Well, you know, there's this thing about servant leadership and leaders eat last and we must put everybody else's priorities in front of our priorities because we are good human beings. I'd like to debunk that. 
um, as a single mother of two children um, and having a very challenging but also rewarding career, I had to learn that my inner state, my inner well-being was more important than anything else because it basically dictated my every interaction with everyone. When I was not taking care of myself, when I was depleted of my energy, I couldn't make the right decisions for my team or for my children or for anyone else. And so what I want your readers to understand that you cannot pour from an empty jug. We, you, we've heard that, right? But mm. sometimes we don't quite understand what that means. And I want to elaborate this a little bit. You see, Sharon, our life, what is our life? It is a series of experiences. And each one of those experiences, we are the constant. The situation changes, the people change, but we are present in that experience. And what we must remember is that in order for us to make that experience the best possible experience, we need to bring our full selves to that experience. And in order to bring our full selves to that experience, we must prioritize. Priority number one is your inner well-being. If you don't take care of your own inner well-being, of your own state, you will not be able to take care of anyone else. So it's not selfish when you take care of yourself. It's actually the most selfless act you can do because by taking care of yourself, you are able to contribute maximum value to everyone who is fortunate enough to interact with you. Absolutely. And I love how you tie that into servant leadership because there is this idea. And I actually don't like that term. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't like the term servant leader because I feel like I bet you, I bet you it was coined by someone who doesn't have children, who has never been a single mother, who doesn't understand what it really is like to be a single mother raising two children. If you're not going to take care of yourself, everything falls apart. I feel like the intention there is good. I feel I like you're, you're, you're trying to say that I will go above and beyond and I will do whatever it takes to make, make sure everyone's taken care of and the job gets done. And so like that's, that's servant leadership. But I, I really never liked that term because to me, there's such a negative connotation, obviously, to being a servant. And it's like, yes, we can serve. We can be yes. in the service industry. Yes. But I don't like to think of myself as a servant. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, the intention behind a lot of these things, Sharon, are good. But what we must do is pick what works for us. The idea about fake it until you make it. I don't like that. At any point, if you feel like you have to fake and not be comfortable with who you are, you are undermining yourself right away. And, and so for me, it's better understand that you need to learn and trust yourself to figure things out. Now, instead for, of for people listening to this who haven't read your book, I just want to put something into context because, you know, nothing you've shared so far 
is so earth shattering that they'd be like, well, why should I read this book? Um, but you have had such tremendous accomplishments across your career, despite the fact that you had nothing handed to you on a silver platter. And I think what really distinguishes you is the fact that you trust in yourself. Yes. You really trust your brain to come up with incredible, creative, original solutions that solve other people's problems and help them succeed. And that has allowed you to really climb the ladder and, and be in all kinds of leadership positions. And I think that's where there is so much inspiration in your story and in this book for people to glean something for them to, to walk away with. It's, it's the story that regardless of whether they're in the same sector as you or not, I think it's the idea of that no matter, and this is what I always like to tell my coaching clients, it, it doesn't matter what, what it is that you're focused on. The number one thing that you can do to be in the world in a successful way is to trust yourself, to have your own back because it, you have no control over what happens out there in the world. But so long as you believe in yourself, then you will figure you know, it out. I, I, it's so important, but Sharon, let me tell you, I, it wasn't like that for me I know. when I started. I was full of self-doubt. It, it was a journey of moving from self-doubt to self-belief to self-trust. And, and when you are a woman of color like me, where you don't see anyone that looks like you in leadership ranks, uh, you don't see anyone that speaks like you, it's very easy for us to undermine our own capabilities and, and underestimate our worth. This is why the title of the book is Show Your Worth. I have been there. I have doubted myself and it didn't get me anywhere. And then I started believing in myself. And then that belief getting verified over and over again when I was down in the trenches and when I made mistakes and when I got up and I dusted myself and I made a better future decision over and over and over again, that's when the self-trust comes. It doesn't just, it's not a light bulb. It's not a switch. You just flip and say, hey, of I'm going to start trusting myself, right? But, but here's the thing. Here's what I have learned is the world takes you at your own estimate. If you don't trust in yourself, if you don't trust in your own ideas, you cannot expect anyone else to. So, so building this, this inner victory, going from self-doubt to self-belief to self-trust is absolutely necessary, in my opinion, in order for you to have that external victory. I love it. You know, there's a story that you tell in your book about how you had this idea, you're sitting with a team of people and you kind of hold back and you don't want to share it. And then some guy comes up with the same idea down the road and it's totally celebrated. And then you're beating yourself up and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Why did exactly. I it? that was my idea. And I hear this kind of a story all the time, especially from women yeah. where we're like, oh, they're going to think it's stupid or you know, it's not my turn to speak or whatever. We have some sort of a story that keeps us from sharing our ideas and it yeah. actually holds us back and we're playing too small. And I love that you share that because it does actually illustrate how you went through that process to build yeah. up that yeah. inner journey 
you know, that helped you get to the place where you now trust yourself. So um, like I said, this is a really worthwhile book for people to pick up. I will have a link to it in the show notes. Um, and thank I really want to thank you for taking the time to be here today, share a little bit about your story and your experiences and debunking some of these myths that can actually lead people to burnout. Thank you so much. I, I tell you, Sharon, for your audience, I have great tips not to get burnt out because when you get burnt out, you, you not only put your own physical and mental health at risk, you actually put your career in jeopardy. Um, if you're overwhelmed at a certain level of responsibility, trust me, no one's going to give you more responsibility. Mm. And the way you move ahead in your career is by taking on increasing levels of responsibility, by increasing your impact, by increasing your influence. And you don't get any of that by being burnt out. Absolutely. So Shalmina, if somebody's listening to this and they want to look you up, they want to maybe work with you in some fashion, tell us what you're up to these days and where they can find you. Yeah. So they can find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram. What I am up to these days, Sharon, is I spend my entire day working on advancing gender and racial equality in leadership roles. For me, I want to see more women and more women of color in the rooms where big decisions are made. And that's why getting them into leadership roles is really important. And that's why I took 30 years of my knowledge of corporate America and put it in this book so I can start accelerating their success. So they have the runway to get into those big rooms and make the big decisions and change the systems which were not meant for us to be successful. And exactly. so unless we get into leadership roles, we can't be the change we want to see. Um, and so I urge all these people that are listening to us is number getting like getting over burning out is just the entry into the game. So if you don't take care of your burnout, you're not even playing the game to advance into leadership roles. So so take care of your own burnout inspire others to not be burnt out and to be full on, full energy in every interaction, in every meeting, contributing value at your best possible level, showing your worth every single time anyone interacts with you. This is how not only will you move forward and help the numbers in racial and gender equality in leadership roles, slowly but surely we will start chipping away at the biases at the microaggressions at the gender stereotypes we we cannot leave the world like this to the next generation we must become the change and we can do this this is why i have written the book and this is what i have i'm spending the rest of my life doing i love it so if somebody is maybe dealing with those leadership inequalities and they want to be able to advance in their career and they want to work with you where should they go Find me, shalmina.com. My name is unique enough. I have my own domain name. Um, read my book, ask questions, engage with me on social media. Fantastic. So we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. So once again, Shalmina, thank you for being here today. Now for all of you thinkers out there, what did you think of the show? If you are a feeler, 
how did hearing this make you feel? We had some good nuggets in there for you today. And for all of you doers, what are you going to do based on what you've heard? Now, regardless of what your personality code is, my goal is to spread the word that burnout is a unique experience. And by decoding it, you can find solutions that are equally unique to you. Help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on Apple or Spotify and leaving us a review telling us what you think, feel, or do differently because of the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also leave me a comment or questions to answer in future episodes, and please recommend the show to anyone struggling with burnout. If you're ready to take the next step with me to DYB, go to decodeyourburnout.com, and I'll see you right back here next week. Take care. Thank you, Sharon.